0: I usually start my prayer stating that God is all there is. This grounds me, while at the same time releasing me from the duality of life as body and of spirit. God is all there is. There is no place. God is not. It's kind of a complex and simple concept. Truly God, spirit, peace, health, love, abundance, wholeness, each of these things and more are synonymous Given this, I can and do know there is no me that is not of that, and there is no any of us that is not that. A lot of double negatives there. This equates to I am one of God, as are we all. One of that God, that spirit, peace, health, abundance, joyness joyness, wholeness, and love, not to limit it to those things, but to expand from those outward, what we know to be the truth. And what do I do with this awareness? Some days it seems enough to know that's all, that's all I need to know. And other days I feel a a movement inside myself pulling me forward toward more of the good, more of the God that I know is there. And I ask spirit, what's mine to do, rather than asking my ego. And as I look at our world today, locally and globally, and I know that all actions I feel I must take, first I must go within So I can go without, without ego, without agenda, without bias. I go within to that place where I know I am one of God. One vibration, truly vibrating with, as Thomas Keating says, the infinite goodness of God's presence. I feel that goodness as love. So love is my very nature. It is our very nature. Love is our first, middle, and last name. Love is all, not love as sentimentality, but love that is self-forgetful and free of self-interest. This is the place where all are one, where everyone and everything is included, because there is no place outside it anyway. Inclusion is in my in our own heads, hearts, souls, consciousness, and it is also in our actions. I act with joy on what I have control over, my own thoughts, and happily, gloriously, embrace the wholeness that is the world I know, the goodness I feel and the gratitude I use to power my actions, to power my words. Because as we know, words our things. I am so grateful to know that good is all there is, to feel the power of this good, this God, running through my veins, through my soul, through my life. I am so grateful to be a part of this community where these words live, where these actions live. I am so grateful for this, for this knowing, And I release these words into that law, that law that just makes it so, like you drop a pencil and gravity takes over this law. We drop the word and the law makes it so. So I keep my words delicious, I keep my words whole, honest, true. And that's what shows up in my life. And so it is.
1: Our talk today is the last in our series of uh, uh, looking at unchained spirituality. Spirituality with the leash off. You know, this is, this is a free-run uh, spirituality park where you don't have to have a leash on. And our, our last uh, theme we're going to look at is called the Tao of Freedom. And the Tao, uh, Taoist view is a Chinese perception of the world, uh, which is a kind of a philosophy and a kind of a religion, but more than either one of those. And it's a it's a mystical and a natural approach to life, which, which sees the mystical and and the human, the, the the physical as one, as a united whole. Uh, unlike Christianity, traditional Christianity, which sees those two spirit and, and and material as a part, it sees them as an intrinsic whole. And so we see this oneness, this unity of spirit and matter. The very word Tao itself is one of those that that just like how it sees both and it's it's both and uh, word, it's a both a, a noun and a verb, an idea and an activity, a motion. Uh, the word means the way or the process, the how it is happening, the the path or the track. That is, that is the meaning of Tao, and so it is both that which is the way and then it is the way in which it proceeds out. Since this way is pure freedom itself, all that it expresses is freedom, And thus freedom is our core nature. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, it's because we're religious scientists and we believe pretty much the same thing. I remember when I first came into religious science, I just said this is Taoism for the 20th and 21st centuries. And and I love it. I love this cosmology. Uh, So nothing, nothing can take this Tao away or this freedom away, even though we can forget it and seem to give it away. Viktor Frankl who was um, held in a Nazi concentration camp, Auschwitz, and uh, talks about how he was at a point where um, he had been take, taken in front of the particular um, administrator of the, uh, of the prison of the, of the camp and he was stripped naked. His wife had already been killed. His children were either dead or, or unknown consequences. He'd been working on a manuscript and they had found that and destroyed that. And they were in the process of of pulling the wedding ring off of his finger, the last vestige of anything that he had. And he talked about how he realized that he could either give in to the hatred and the anger towards these guards, or he could continue to practice love, which is what he believed in. And so he wrote uh, in, his, in his wonderful book, Man's Search for Meaning, which is uh, something that everyone should read, Man's Search for Meaning, He said, the last of the human freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And there were always choices to make every day, every hour offered the opportunity to make a decision, a decision which determined whether you would or would not submit to those powers which threaten to rob you of your very self, your inner freedom which determine whether or not you became the plaything to circumstance, renouncing freedom and dignity. And so we have this freedom to choose. We have this freedom to focus our concentration, to focus our, our, what we're going to focus on. Emma Curtis Hopkins tells us that we are free to direct our attention and that we should lift up our vision and direct it to the highest and best constantly. Neither one of those people says to wait until circumstances are right to all my ducks are in a row or all the the World changes. We're not waiting for others to change the Tao of freedom is now Right now the Taoist freedom is here right here Right exactly where you and I are it is always present and that is because freedom is within it's not some condition Based upon outer circumstances. It doesn't take a declaration, a set of laws, or any of that freedom is within us. But most of us have been conditioned to look to outer circumstances to tell us who and how free we are. We look at people to approve of us and tell us we're okay. We look at our checkbook to tell us whether we are free or not free, or prosperous or not prosperous. Instead of truly knowing who we are, and then allowing the outer circumstances to express that inner knowing. To truly walk the path of freedom, we must truly know we are freedom itself in expression right now. You, me, all of us are freedom itself in expression. And oftentimes the first chains, actually pretty much always, the first chains we must free ourselves from are internal chains, internal chains. The Taoist sage Zhuangzi tells us of a great bird with golden wings that had a humongous span, humongous span, and it flew from the the South Sea to the North Sea on a regular basis. This is a huge journey. And during its journey, it would rest only on a certain tree known as the parasol tree, eating only a certain fruit, the wax apple fruit, and drinking only pure spring water. This great bird in living in this high, pure circumstance. And once, as it was flying overhead, down underneath it, there was an owl who had just found a dead and half rotten old rat. And looked up as the bird flew overhead, and the owl screeched, Get away! This is mine! Our small mind, symbolized by the owl, desperately clings to his half rotten old rot old rat thoughts, screeching get away to our high wisdom self that is living at a at a plane that we can't that the rat excuse me the owl can't even comprehend. Is living in a realm that our small mind can't comprehend. Not only can it not comprehend it, it fears it because it will no longer be able to believe in its duality, its right, wrong, mine, yours, all that stuff. Freedom is our natural state, independent of outer circumstances or inner fears and judgments. Clarity, clear seeing. Clarity is our path to seeing the freedom that already exists. Clarity sees that for every this, there's a that. For every right, there's a wrong. And the wise person, the sage, as the Taoists call it, steps off the duality of right, wrong, this or that, the names and the attributes assigned by people, by us, and sees the underlying unity of it all. Take your breath. The underlying unity of it all. So let's your mind play with this for a moment. We can practice racism, or we can practice anti-racism. Neither one of those practices changes the underlying quality of infinite love that is always and everywhere present. Nothing we do, none of the dualities we hold, changes the infinite oneness. Some people may find one practice more acceptable, while others find the opposite view more accessible, but neither changes the underlying nature of Tao being Tao. When we step back and listen to our high wisdom self, we become like that golden-winged bird flying above the small owl of the consciousness of right and wrong, and we land, we land in the field of Rumi, who says when the soul lies down, this is the second half of his poem of of there's a field out beyond ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there's a field, I'll meet you there. And he says when the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, words, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. When we see the world so full, and what it's full of is the Tao, what it's full of is spirit, what it's full of is this life energy that's beyond all the words. This is the field of the Tao, the field of true freedom. Ernest Holmes defines freedom thusly, and this is from the Glossary of the Science of Mind. Real freedom means that man is created in the image of perfection and let alone to make the discovery for himself. Freedom of will means the ability to do, say, and think as one wishes, to express life as one personally desires. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, Jesus taught. The understanding of truth, infinite principle, is the emancipator, we are bound by our very freedom. Our free will binds us. We are, the universe, being deductive only, cannot refuse us anything. And so the very force that makes us sick can heal us. As man realizes his oneness with creative mind, he is released from the bondage of false thinking. He sees, too, that freedom means liberty, but not license. I love that last phrase, liberty but not license. We are free within the law. We are free within this process. And the law is that what we put into it is what we take out of it, what we receive back out of it. If we put in thoughts of love, we get out experiences of love. This is why Jesus says, judge not that you be not judged. It's not that there's some big guy in the sky who's going to judge us at the end of our lives, but because we expect everyone else to believe and act the same as us. And so if we're busy judging, we'll first of all judge ourselves, because if we judge, that's who we're judging first. And then we'll also live expecting that everybody else is judging us. And then we are, we are, bound, as Ernest Holmes says, by our own thinking, by our own freedom of thinking. And the very thinking that we do, the very power that we're engaging that thinking with can free us if we would turn our thinking around. Lao Tzu says, when you realize nothing is missing or lacking, the world belongs to you. It's only viewing through dualistic consciousness that we believe in separation, that we believe in the right wrong duality, and limitation and lack. I want to read one other quote from Ernest Holmes here, and Alex in his meditation touched on both of these a little bit. And this is from uh, something uh, a section he calls "How to Demonstrate Liberty." How to demonstrate liberty. It's on page 488 of the Science of Mind textbook if you want to uh, follow along or look it up sometime. To demonstrate liberty, drop all negative thoughts from the mind. That's easy. Do not dwell upon adversity, but think plenty into everything, for there is power in the word. Meditate on the things you are doing as being already done, complete and perfect. Try to sense the infinite life around and within you. This life is already fully expressed and complete. i want to read that sentence again. This life is already fully expressed and complete. This life, this capital L life, is your life now. And the life of all that you do, say, or think meditate upon this life until your whole being flows into it and becomes one with it now you are ready to prove your principle by allowing this life to flow through the thing that you are working on or for do not will or try to compel things to happen things happen by an immutable law and you do not need to energize the essence of being i will rephrase read that phrase again. You. Me, we do not need to energize the essence of being. It is already big with power. All you need do is realize this fact and then let it be done unto you or unto that for which you are working. L-E-T is a big word and an important one. By taking thought, you do not add one qubit to capital R reality, but you do allow, let, Reality to manifest in the things you are doing. As the power of your meditation is centered on what you are doing, life flows through that thing, animating it with real power and action, which culminates in the desired result. The spirit of God is loosed in your work. And where this spirit is, there is liberty. Breathe that in. We do not have to make happen what is already so. We simply set our attention on seeing it as as so where it is. Freedom is not changing outer circumstances, but in changing our perception so that the freedom which already exists expresses outwardly from within us. We let freedom reign. And so this week, I want to invite you to do three spiritual practices. Number one, pay attention to your thoughts. My usual first practice. It's always the first practice. Pay attention to your thoughts. Every thought is either a thought of freedom or a thought of bondage for myself or others. So choose freedom. Secondly, look up. Literally. Look up and let go of small owl or rat thinking and choose to soar on high. You and I have that power. We are the golden-winged bird. Eating, drinking, and dwelling only in high thought. Eating, drinking, and dwelling only in high thought. Emma Curtis Hopkins, for those of us who are taking the class from her, says surround your thought with truth, yourself with truth. Surround your mind with truth. Speak truth faster. And thirdly, while looking up, let, L-E-T, let freedom reign within you and express from you. So those are our three spiritual practices. Pay attention to our thoughts and notice if they're thoughts of bondage or freedom and choose freedom. Secondly, look up and, and get beyond our, our old, you know, small owl thinking. And thirdly, while you're looking up, let freedom reign within you and express from you. Are you willing to do that? Thumbs up if you are. Great. Thank you so much. I'm going to close with a quote from, um, based on the Tao Te Ching, chapter 51. Every person in the world is an expression of Tao. I'll say it again. Every person in the world is an expression of Tao, including you. Each is being perfectly who they are. By the way, it's also every person, even those you don't like. Every person in the world is an expression of Tao. Each is being perfectly who they are. Each is loved, nurtured, and protected by the One. And each is called home to the One, completing a great journey. Take a breath. Tao loves and guides without coercing or interfering. That is how the Tao so naturally permeates the whole of creation. It doesn't force itself. It doesn't interfere with things. It just is. When one is centered in the Tao, one is free to act as Tao acts without need or agenda. Thus, one is free. We have an affirmation. So say this together with me. Life within me is complete and perfect, and has no cares or burdens. It is free spirit and cannot be bound. I rejoice in that freedom. I rejoice in freedom. Say it with me one more time. Life within me is complete and perfect and has no cares and no burdens. It is free spirit and cannot be bound. I rejoice in that freedom. I rejoice in freedom. And so it is. And so just with the experience of open hearts and open minds, tapped into that infinite presence, I am so grateful. I'm grateful for the spirit that moves in through and as all things. And no matter what it looks like to our rational, dualistic mind, spirit is present everywhere, present in all. And we simply lift our vision to see that spirit and then allow it to move through us. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for our freedom. I'm grateful that we live in a country that values freedom even if it doesn't always know how to express it, but it values it. I'm so grateful for the freedom that is the freedom of spirit within all of us. And so in that consciousness, we simply release this word into our lives, into the law, allowing it to bless us, to bless this world. To bless this world into a greater awareness of its own freedom, of its own love, of its own divine nature, in whatever way that happens. We let it be. We let, L-E-T, we let it be so, because it already is so. And we just simply acknowledge that for our own minds by saying, and so it is.